Well, hello and welcome to this, the inaugural podcast of BlendCouragesYou.com. I am Blend and it is my supreme pleasure to be your hostess through this podcast on today. Many of you have been following me on my written blog by the same name, BlendCouragesYou.com. As you can hear, everyone, we are trying something a little different with podcasting this year. I am hopeful that you will enjoy this format as well as the classic written format. We're going to keep both of those in place. For those of you who are brand new to Blend Encourages You, I am so excited that you're here and want to catch you up on what you're going to be listening to and hopefully reading as you go back to see some of the blogs that have been written over the years. So about six years ago, I started writing down some of my life experiences. You know, this really is a wonderful life that God has given us with this mountain highs and who doesn't love a mountain high? And well, then there's the valley lows. And those can throw us for a loop, in effect, neutralize us in the things that God has called for us to do. Perhaps it's something that you do, your function in the body of Christ. Maybe you're a student or a caregiver. Perhaps you are just starting to get to know God. Or maybe you knew God before and you drifted away and you're starting to come on back. Maybe you're saying, "Mm, this is not for me because I don't even know God at all. It doesn't matter. Please hang on in here with me. We all go through things that discourage us. They discourage us terribly. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a good place where you can get a good dose of encouragement and advice all through the word of God, along with a little guided experience, aka some of the things that I've been through, or maybe some of the observations that I've made down through the years, as well as a little humor. So let's get started with today's thoughts. All right, family, you know how it is at the end of one year and going into the next one, there are lists compiled about all types of subject matter. And here at Blend Courages You, we are no exception to that rule whatsoever. What I'd like to share with you are five big lessons the Lord taught me in 2015. And of course, he is continually perfecting in me as the days and weeks and months come along. So no way have I mastered this. So what I want to do is share this with you and trust that this is going to bless you as well. I'll get into some detail momentarily. Let me name off the topics for you. Number one, promises, promises. Number two, appearances can be deceiving. Number three, happy holidays. Number four, think outside the circle. Number five, say what? All right, let's get started. Many of us have a habit of saying, let me know what it is that you need, or I'll help however I can. You know what? I owe you a favor. Thank you. I'll be there for you. We were well-intentioned when we made these statements. My follow-up question to you is, did you follow through on what you said you would do without 
that person asking you? Has the person called you out on the favor? What was your attitude about it when they said, hey, you know that favor that you promised me? I really need to. How did you react? Were you joyful to be able to fulfill it? Was it grumbling involved or was it inconvenient? A while back, I tried to redeem a favor an individual had promised me, and I was met with a very angry tirade. Here's the part where you can insert the puzzled look. Now, granted, I could have given the person more notice. I was just in a spot. It was something I needed done right away, and and I really needed some immediate assistance. Now, rest assured, the incident is all water under the bridge. There were a couple of takeaways that I had gotten from that particular problem. Number one is the book of Ecclesiastes reminds us not to be rash with our mouths. That means to speak hastily. And our hearts are not to utter anything before our God in heaven as we are here on earth and to let our words be few. Solomon, the author, also goes on to say that when you do vow or make a promise, be sure to pay it. It is better not to vow, don't promise, than to vow and not pay. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is that serious. With the help of God, when we say it, we should mean it and be prepared to follow through with it with a heart of gladness. And, you know, life does happen and things do come up. If they do, we just want to communicate early and often and as soon as possible, be sure to follow through with whatever it is that we said that we would do. Think about it. What if God reneged on his promises to us because he was too busy or he didn't feel like it? Right. Yes. So with the help of the Lord, we will get better in this particular area. And a scripture to help inspire you comes from Psalm 15. Lord, who shall abide in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? And then this is the second part of verse four out of that same chapter 15. He that swears to his own hurt and does not change. In other words, it might hurt you to get this done. It may not be the best time. You may need to run around a little bit more. You may have to change your plans. You're not backing down from what you promised to do. So the second part of what I took away from that is the angry outburst. Yes, yes, yes. Anger is an emotion that God has given us and given it to us for a reason. Everything that he gives us is good. It doesn't absolve us, though, from being angry responsibly. The word reminds us that when we do get angry, we are not to sin. And that's found in Ephesians 4 and 26. Usually the words and you start to get in your feelings and they get all involved and things are said that are regretted later. Sticks and stones will break bones, but words heard can do irreparable harm to someone's heart, mind, and spirit especially before the Lord has a chance to heal them. Apologies are good and definitely needful. They don't always mend what could have been prevented if we had applied godly wisdom to our responses. Keep this in mind, family. Remember, the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. James 1 and 20. Think, actually, no, pray before you speak. 
So that's topic number one. Let's go into topic number two. Appearances are deceiving. Now, 1 Samuel 16 and 7 talks about men looking on the outside or judging from the outside appearance, and God looks at the heart. This particular scripture has been used to justify many things, including things that God clearly speaks against. The context I'm thinking of is more along the lines of spiritual discernment versus what you see in the flesh. A while back, I recall a group of young people that I saw regularly at our church with their parents and such. You all know that some, not all, young people just come to church because they have to. And my goodness, it shows on their faces. Yikes. It's something that I'm unaccustomed to because of the fact that we, as young folks, were not allowed to look any other way but pleasant. Otherwise, it would have been a very long evening in our household. Anyway, I digress. This particular youngster looked like they could eat you alive without any regret. For some reason, I wound up in a conversation with a family member where this young person came up in conversation. And it turns out that the child did have some very serious personal situations at home they were sorting through at the time. So what the Lord had put into my heart is that that particular face that they had, that face of flint, uh, was really a mask for hurt and brokenness. So the aha moment for me here is that we cannot allow gestures, attitude, and facial expressions to hinder us from witnessing and ministering to others. In fact, God told Jeremiah not to be afraid of their faces for God was with him. And that's in Jeremiah chapter one, verse eight. The enemy does work like that. It has us to focus sometimes on other things so that folks can stay bound and we can remain neutralized. That is not how any of this works. We who are Holy Spirit filled have the power of our wonderful Jesus down on the inside who gives us power over the enemy to get past that fear. Moreover, we should not allow our perception of what is wrong with that person to stop us from reaching out to them. Our job is to ask the Lord what is wrong, to pray for them, encourage and minister them as the Lord leads us by the Spirit. We show love and the way that we do that sets us apart from everyone else. Luke 10, 30-37 tells how two prominent people passed by a hurting, half-dead man and how one regular person stopped to help. Which person are we? I'm going to stop here for right now. This way you'll come on back for the next time. So I am trusting that what was shared here with you today was a blessing to you as it was to me. And we want you to come back for our next podcast for part two of five big lessons the Lord taught me in 2015. Until then, God bless you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Don't forget to comment, rate, and subscribe. And until we meet again, be blessed and stay on the wall. Thank you.